This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc, that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. The barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit bbqrsdelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country, top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
Hey, good evening. And welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It's a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It has now been proclaimed the barbecue capital of the North Coast earlier this week locally. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, more than happy to have you jump aboard as you see fit. It's a toll-free call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to, greg at com. Sorry, I am your aforementioned host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Uh, anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, uh, website thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. You know, before we get in to my first segment guest, well, technically second segment, but my first guest of the evening who will carry two segments. Many people have been emailing in wondering uh, what is going on with uh, Meathead and where is this guy. So in the spirit of where's Waldo, how about uh, the quiz show where's Meathead been? Because he's coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Uh, Option number one, South France doing research on topless beach grilling. Please let that be the one with pictures. Please let that be. Option number two. Betty Ford Clinic withdrawing from Pinot Noir. Highly. Highly possible. Option number three. The hospital getting his lard-laden arteries replaced. I hope that's not it. Option number four. Barbecue judging school. Finally learning what is legal garnish and what is not. That's not legal garnish, sir. That is legal garnish, sir. Those are your options. You guess here in the chat room. Uh, South France doing research on topless beach grilling. Betty Ford Clinic withdrawing. Getting the help from the DTs of Pinot Noir. The hospital getting his lard-laden arteries replaced. Or barbecue judging school. Learning what legal garnish is and what is not. It's up to you. You could win a fine, succulent prize from the Barbecue Central Prize Closet. For instance, you could win one of these from the uh, AmazingRib.com. Uh, it's a uh, meat magnet. Look at that. Smack it right up on your refrigerator because it's uh, magnetized. It will stick right there. After Meathead, we move to the second hour. Kind of an impromptu roundtable of sorts. Uh, we're all loving the new series and season of Barbecue Pitmasters, so I thought we would go ahead and uh, give it a go with a Barbecue Pitmasters roundtable. Uh, two guests will be joining me. They're the first two that have made it into the final round, right? The final round of the Barbecue Pitmasters show. Dave Bosco, Butcher Barbecue, Lene Oxley from Sugar's Barbecue will be joining me 1014. And 10.35, helping me close out the show, uh, it's going to be a very special interview, one you're going to want to take note of and possibly get on board with. Uh, we're trying to work out some type of a, a promotion or giveaway. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it this week. Per se, it was kind of like last minute, and I didn't really have a lot of prep time, so I don't want to ever just jump into something without giving it my full effort. But we'll talk a little bit more about that an hour and 20 minutes from now. That's what's happening here on the show. You want to jump in, do it, 877 877- 
four four eight zero four three three. You can also email the show Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Now, uh, please, if you are watching the show right now and you want other people to get on board, I am more than willing to help you in that endeavor. So here's what you need to do: get on the social media, Facebook it, make a tweet. Do whatever it is you do in the social media realms. Post it on LinkedIn that you are listening and or watching or both to the show right now. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is the place to go for the video side. You can also go to audio only in a number of different places. Uh, The main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com, will get you audio only. If you have a smart device and you have a wireless or a properly apportioned data package on your smart device, you can get it through the TuneIn radio app, which is free. You can find it in the App Store for iTunes. You can find it in the Google Play Store for your Android devices. I'm not exactly sure how BlackBerry fits into that, but we all know BlackBerry is dying a very quick and painful death. If you can couple both of those, that's whatever uh, that's what Rim is doing right now at this very moment, dying a quick and painful death. Also, if you are the next level of geekdom and you have a Roku device in the house, you can download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, which can be found a number of different ways, or you can just search it by name. And once you get that, hit the live stream. Or you can view the whole archives of the show since we've been on Outdoor Cooking Channel through Roku as well. Uh, But if you click on the live stream, which is your very first option, you can get the show live right on your big screen television or small screen television or medium screen television. Don't want to leave anybody out. But right from the comfort of your couch, it's like you're watching a barbecue television show uh, via IP television. It doesn't get any better than that. Very easy. Go to uh, Best Buy or any electronic store. Typically, they're carrying it. Or you can go to Roku.com if you want to take the easy way out, which is what I did. And uh, it's a great way, fun way to consume the show and get the archives after the fact as well. And you get to see all of this production stuff uh, the way that it's meant to be seen, which I certainly appreciate. All right. uh, First things first. Happy belated birthday uh, one day prior to my dad, Bill Rempe, turning a ripe 78 years old. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's 75. Uh, so uh, I was kidding about 75 as well. Uh, but happy birthday to my dad and uh, appreciate when he uh, comes on the show every once in a while. I uh, appreciate him letting my mom come on the show, uh, more importantly, every once in a while. Uh, but don't want to get that lost in the shuffle. So happy birthday to my dad. Uh, his birthday, August 12th, which was yesterday. So I uh, hope you had a great day. How great was it last week to have Michael McDearman from Get Fired Up Foods and the GrillmasterTour.com and all that? How great was it for him to be in this studio? What a treat for me to have someone of that caliber actually, actually make the run here to the studio. Now, look, if you missed it, first, you missed a tremendously wonderful show, chock full of information. Hit the archives. Give it a look. Uh, find it on Roku. Find it on my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Find it on outdoorcookingchannel.com. It was the August 6th episode. And just kind of take it. He was there for the entire two hours. We were breaking down a myriad of topics, his steak cooking technique, how he kind of views the Sam's Club tour as it is unfolding during the course of the 2013 season. A lot of other great insights in a number of different portions or factions of the industry. Uh, but I do want to thank Michael McDermott again for actually making the physical effort to come down and sit in to the right of me and to take part in the show. A lot of people might think it's real easy to just slide right in and make it a seamless guest in studio type of thing for two hours, no less. 
let me tell you something. As someone who has had a number of people in here and they say, hey, it looks real easy when you're doing it, but when you're actually having to talk and give a coherent observation or take on something, uh, it's not as easy as it looks. So Michael made it look all too easy, and his candor was certainly appreciated. So I can't wait to have him in studio whenever that time might happen again. What can I tell you? Yeah, you know, we talk about it here on the show all the time, right? It's the most asked question I get each uh, asked each and every week via email from fans of the show. Uh, is this barbecue central show karma real? You know, I'm not here to say that it does or it does not exist. But here's what I do know. Number one. Tony Belay from Lone Star Smoke Rangers was on the show about two weeks ago, and he is a partner with the show. So what happens? He goes to the Smokin' on the Prairie contest in Gillette, Wyoming, and wins it. Boom. Grand championship. Moreover, friend of the show, here all the time in the chat room, uh, sometimes him and his wife, uh, Basic Patrick, Patrick Paquette of the Basic Patrick Barbecue team uh, took place in the local qualifier at the Medford Sam's Club. Top five, uh, sorry, top six move on. He got top four. Fourth place for Patrick. He will get a mention uh, later in the show as well when we typically cover the Sam's Club event. But oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Uh, congratulations to Patrick. Congratulations to Tony. Uh, I'm merely here to state what is happening with the karma. You make your own decision. You're bigger than the karma. You don't want it. You don't want to ask for it. Hey, not here to tell anybody you're right or wrong, except when you're wrong. And friends, you're wrong if you're not asking for the karma. All right. Here's my dad texting in. In studio, in hell, same thing. See? It's not easy. Uh, giveaway is coming up. $10 gift certificate to the barbecuesuperstore.com. Also, Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q giving away a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice. Everybody's loving that. All right, gang, let me talk to you real quick about a way to step up the barbecue and grilling game unlike no other. Go to Butcher's, nay, race to Butcher's Barbecue right now. We all know Butcher's Barbecue, well known for all of their injections the beef, the pork. The Bird Booster, of course, the Prime Injection. That Prime Injection combined all the things love with their beef injection. Using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy, combined it with which has become the competition standard in beef flavor. uh, flavor. It's available for sale right now. ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for the go-to rubs and sauces. No problem. Steak and brisket rub, the honey rub, the premium rub. That works hand-in-hand with the injection as well. Perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, the sweet barbecue sauce. You know, if you're a team, you're struggling with making your own sauce, you want to use something that might be winning out there, or at least use it as a great base of operation and then build from there. Check out Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Personally, for me, wins in every category. Nice slice of tang, not overly sweet, just the right amount of back-end heat. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. No shortcuts here. Also, when we talk about injections, there's other companies out there on the market that make injections. Maybe you have strayed from Butcher's Barbecue to try something else and you've been burned. Now you have four pounds of injection left over that's crap. What are you going to do with it? In the past, you've had to toss that out. 
You've had to eat the cost. You've had to have your wife bitch at you for spending money that you could have spent on her. Instead, you have injection sitting around the house you're never going to use again. Don't worry. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. Go to Trade In Link. Print off the paper that Dave has there for you to print off. And then send your commercial rub to him. He will weigh it and in return send you back as much, up to five pounds, of his pork or beef or prime injection. Uh, maybe Bird Booster falls into that. Dave, does Bird Booster fall into the, uh, the the injection thing? We'll see what he says. Pay attention to the chat room. I'll let you know. He's making his customers happy. He's making his competition's customers happy. This is a man of the world. Business, competition, barbecue, uh, regular, bar- what you name it. Beef in general, meat in general. Dave Bosk is here to help one and all. ButcherBBQ.com. Yeah, works on Bird Booster as well. Confirmation from Dave Bosk. Uh, ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We are back with the Meathead right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com if you want to jump in tonight. My first guest tonight. Noticeably absent the past few months. Many people emailing me asking when this guy will return, if he will ever be on again. Has he been kidnapped by barbecue aliens? Fear not, my loyal centralites, for tonight creator of the AmazingRibs.com website makes his triumphant return. Let's go ahead, back to the hotline, and welcome in friend of the show, uh, Meathead joining us. Meathead, how are you? Greg, how is the Cleveland Cavalier Barbecue? I'm doing absolutely uh, fabulous, Meathead. Of course, we're uh, listening to your soundtrack right here. Uh, I apologize. I'm going to have to re uh, recapture the screen here. I had a feeling this was going to happen. But well, that's fine. So we were playing a little bit of a game with you, uh, Meathead, at the very top of the show. Uh, kind yes. of like, where's Waldo? Where's Meathead? And we had a number Let's hear that of... Quiz again. Here, here is the quiz, in case the people forgot. Uh, we had question or option number one, South France doing research on topless beach grilling. I hope that's the case. Can you confirm or deny that? No. Okay. That's enough. All right. Well, I think we have to call the interview uh, to a halt tonight, Meathead. I'm just kidding. Uh, Option number two, Betty Ford Clinic withdrawing from Pinot Noir. That is plausible, isn't it? uh, It very well could be the case, and I'm happy to say it is false. All right. Uh, Number four, Barbecue judging school finally learning what legal garnish is and what is not legal garnish. Uh, yes or no? Alas, I still don't know what's legal and what's not legal and why we bother with garnish what are at all. We, I hear you on that one. All right, so uh, through the process of elimination and my expert detective skills, which I have sharpened through shows like NYPD Blue and the like, uh, that would have to mean that the hospital getting his Larden, uh, his lard laden arteries replaced is actually the. I have to say, 
that is quite a extensive process. That's actually what happened, Meathead? Yeah, I'm afraid to say that um, I had quadruple bypass in June. Quadruple bypass? Yeah, four of my pipes were clogged. And the damn thing is, is although I do eat meat, I go veggie at least once or twice a week. Um, I've been on Lipitor and cholesterol drugs for years. As you know, I always have a glass of wine in my hand. Um, um, I do exercise, but not as much as I should. Um, the cardiologist says it's all my father's fault. It's genetics. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not obese. I'm overweight. But um, he said uh, I got uh, two clogged arteries, 90%, and two at 65. And uh, they uh, put me in the hospital for a week and uh, cut open my chest. You do not want to see what's behind this shirt. You know I do. Show everybody your war <laughs> scarf. Know, yeah. Tonight for review. No, okay. Um, Eight inches of scar right down in here. I do think it's important, and you kind of referred to this, but I do want to make sure that everybody understands uh, for the generic people that are listening here, the new listeners. You know, there is a stigmatism. I'm the first one to sit here and say that as a whole, the barbecue population may or may not be a little fat. fat. However, that isn't a... I'm not painting in, in the broadest strokes possible. You don't have to be... Uh, stereotypically barbecue fat you're eating nothing but bad food all the time to have this stuff happen i mean as you said this mostly uh, or a lot of the times is just bad genetics yeah my dad had um um, uh, bypass surgery and his dad died of a heart attack so it seems to run in the family yeah i mean if money doesn't run in the family how about coronary artery disease thank you for coming All right, so lots well, to get I to. I beat the Reaper on this one. I was uh, p- probably uh, this close to uh, having the big one. Yeah. But um, I noticed that my – this is a good lesson. Uh, uh, I noticed when I was walking the dog a little um, numbness in my uh, left hand. Not major, but I chose not to ignore it. I went to see my doc. He said, let's give you a stress test. Yep. They gave me a stress test. Uh, then they gave me an angiogram, and then they said – you need your pipes replaced. Wow. So I got clean pipes now. I can go on the hamburger and foie gras diet. Let's uh, head right over to the Heart Attack Grill in Arizona <laughs> and see what kind of trouble we can stir up. All right, so a couple different topics that we want to get to during the course of the next two segments here, Meathead. And if you don't know who Meathead is, you can visit his website, AmazingRibs.com, chock full of information. Obviously, Meathead, very available to take your questions as well through email and the like. He's on social media as well. First thing is here. An unwanted side effect of barbecue television. And, you know, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword here because at 1014, I'm going to have Dave Bosca and Lene Oxley on who have both gone and made their way into the finals of barbecue pitmasters. And I have a unique take that I'm going to be asking them about during our segment with them. And I'm going to ask you this here in a second, but in your overall scope or, you know, just to kind of lay out your opening argument, what does an unwanted side effect of barbecue on TV mean? Well, you know, by the way, I saw Lene win her event in um, uh, Westmont, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, I got to watch that uh, barbecue uh, pitmasters broadcast. It was pretty cool watching it. Um, my bugaboo is is unique to my weird position in this world of barbecue. 
I get a lot of questions from people about how to do this, how to do that, what do I recommend, what went wrong with my cook. And I answer, uh, well, my, I and my associate Max Good, and occasionally even Dr. Blonder, we all chime in and try to help everybody that asks a question. And lately, <coughs> they've been driving me nuts asking questions about techniques that they see on TV, yep. that they see on um, uh, barbecue pitmasters and any of these competitions. And it just, you know, I mean, well, um, I really want to use that cactus extract. And uh, how much apple juice should I put in my foil? And uh, what do you think <laughs> about this injection? And that should I inject my ribs? Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to teach people how to cook. I don't compete. In fact, you've been helping out by writing occasionally about um, uh, competition barbecue for the site. Yep. And you owe me, you owe me an article. I do, yes. Um, and, um, you know, I love going to competitions. I do like tasting at competitions. I really enjoy watching it and hanging out more. But, you know, when you talk to a lot of competition cooks, and this may be a good question for your next guest, will they, do they cook like that at home? Do they make food like they do in competitions for friends and family? I think a lot of competition cooks. Now, we, I know in the uh, message board and a lot of people that hang out in this live broadcast are competition cooks. Yeah. I know a lot of folks that listen to this are not. But I, 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 I mean, I'm real curious. I asked a bunch of them if they do that, if they cook at home. And uh, uh, Patio Daddio, John Dawson, who is a regular f friend of this show and listens all the time, had one of the best answers of anyone when I asked about this. Um, and I just want to read to you what he, what, he, what he wrote. The bottom line is that the majority, and I would argue the vast majority, of professional competition cook, barbecue cooks do not cook and serve competition-style barbecue at home. Agreed. In fact, not only do they not serve it to friends and family, many don't even enjoy eating their competition products, and I'd be one. Further, many rarely even taste the meat they turn in. I usually take one bite of each meat category and, t and taste it after it's turned in. Cooking competition barbecue at home is akin to an iron chef cooking what they turn in at home, turn in on television, I presume, at home. It's overly complicated, overly seasoned, overly sweet, and crazy techniques are used to a point where one could argue that it's not even real barbecue. Amen to that. Um, we're cooking uh, to hit every part of the barbecue taste palette, smoke, spice, savory, and sweet, uh, like a two-by-four to the senses all in one bite. Another complaint I have with competition barbecue is that the techniques and flavor profiles have become so homogenized that creativity is punished. Brilliant point. Brilliant point. Um, rather than encouraged. Judges have become trained to expect certain meats to look and taste a certain way. As a cook, I want to show my creativity by coloring outside the lines in, comp in competitive, bu but coloring outside the lines in competitive barbecue will get you sent home licking your creative wounds. Boy, I think he really summed it up there. And, you know, th these lit readers of my website asking about whether they should be using agave and stuff. Folks out there, if you're not a competition cook, what you first need to know, and I heard this on your broadcast last week, um, in a one-hour show, after you subtract for the commercials, 
they may show only five minutes of actual cooking. One of the cooks last week was talking about how he painted his tri-tip in duck fat. Right. That never made it on the air. No. Wow, what an interesting technique. What an interesting concept. Never made it on the air. I mean, until recently, you never saw a thermometer on barbecue pit masters. These guys all use pit thermometers, barbecue gurus, thermopens. Um, so it's really important that everybody understand, if you're not a competition cook, that you're watching entertainment. You're watching television. You're watching people cook um, but you're really watching people entertain. Well, look, uh, I hear what you're saying on that, but that is that particular point is not necessarily correct because they are cooking like that each and every weekend. They are mm-hmm. not trying to be. The entertaining part is when they fail miserably by using the word ass to sound tough or when they have that <laughs> crazy banter back and forth between the canopies. That's ridiculous. But I think uh, to be contrarian to your point there, Meathead, they're not looking to be entertaining when they're doing all of that stuff you said. That's just the way they cook each and every weekend. And I believe it was Dave Bosca that said when he was on recounting his local win a number of weeks ago, a lot of people probably couldn't eat a plate full of his competition barbecue. If he cooked it the way he did at home, might have two and three plates, but it's so over the top. It's so rich. It's so trying to grab that judge's attention in one, possibly two bites. That if you sat down and ate a plate of it, you might eat your face off or throw up. And it's probably my, the second one. My point exactly. And I'm not saying the cooks are trying to entertain. It's the producers. It's the directors. Um, if you ever get to watch one live, I mean, I was on one once when when you were around town and um, when we were out in Missouri. Yeah, the, the Kingsford, uh, Kingsford Invitational. Yep. I got to judge that one, and I did watch a good portion of the uh, Pitmasters judging um, in the Chicago suburbs in Westmont there where Lynette won. Um, and um, um, it, 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 it's, you know, they just spend a lot of time taping and retaping and going through the motions and particularly at the judging table. I mean, they sit down in front of the judges with the cameras right in their faces. I got a picture of this on my website, right in their faces. And there's like three or four cameras, right? And they keep telling them, say it again until you get it right. Give it more feeling. Um, uh, (laughs) It's entertainment and it's designed to entertain the reader. It's not designed to teach people how to cook. And it, it, it just it's a personal frustration. I, I don't know how many of you guys get it, but um, uh, it, 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 a lot of wannabes want to imitate what they see on barbecue TV. And uh, my, my my request is don't get um, a good recipe. I might have one or two for you or 15 and work with it. Simple. I mean, I. I don't recommend wrapping ribs in foil. Um, I know that it really does help a little bit, but it's too much bother for most people at, for barbecue cooking at home. Um, just do uh, well, it and look, do it simple. Look, I think there's two schools of thought here. Um, actually, there's a number of different schools. Uh, one is the fact that you have barbecue on television, so we have to take – some of the good with the bad for promotional yeah. purposes, right? I love the, love the fact we're getting the exposure. Secondly, the ways that you're seeing it cooked, 
I agree, are way out of what normal people would think, and hence why you're getting all these questions all of a sudden. You're going to see it more and more prevalent on television, regardless of whatever channel it's on. Uh-huh. But at some point, people might find that they want to, uh, like me, you know, I want to hone my craft. And again, you know, I realize I'm a little more than the normal person, but I don't compete. Uh, I like talking to people that do that, but I don't compete. I have no desire to do it, but I want to make good food in the back. So I want to try some of the stuff that they're doing. So I don't necessarily agree that putting foil uh, or, or foiling ribs for a home guy that wants to not mimic, but try his hand at a competition style at his house is more work than necessary. Uh, but I think it should be left up to that person to say, okay. oh, there, there's a foil option. Do I want to take that option? Do I want to put the brown sugar and the squeezable butter and the tiger sauce and all the other shit in there? Or do I just want to leave it on the pit like you would and uh, and go from there? Um, it, it's, Point well it, taken. It's a let, double-edged let, let, sword. Let's leave it that it's really for more of the advanced cook, sure. for more of the experienced cook. Beginners, just turn off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other point was in the grand point of what we're talking about, you're running a double edged sword. You know, you're getting this on television because it's making for some type of entertainment value that some executive has seen and says, I want that on my television. And then you're running against the general public of the United States of America who has no idea that a rib falling off the bone with meat mush is not anything but an excellent piece of rib meat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, my hope is that we can at least get people to realize that maybe a little bit of tug on a rib isn't such a bad thing. Because nobody on these cooking shows say it's fall off the bone tender. Nobody's saying that. No, and it would be nice if they were able to work in just a little more education. I know that they're after the ratings. They need to make drama. They need to make somebody a hero, and they need to make somebody a heel. They need to make somebody look like a genius and somebody look like like a boob. Um, but it would be really nice if they could yeah, show us just a little bit more of wh- how they're really cooking, why they're doing it this way. Maybe ask them a little bit more. Um, and, 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 but, you know, hey, you know, barbecue is on TV and Destination America has laid a uh, claim to it, put a big deep stake in our heart, and uh, uh, God bless them. I mean, they're making it interesting and popular and introducing it to more and more people. Um, I guess the my message is, is uh, especially if you're just getting into it, keep it simple, um, stay, stick to the basics, um, go back to our roots, fire, meat, low and slow, good rubs, good sauces, not too much sauce, and don't worry about the agave and the aluminum foil and injecting in between the bones and so on. In regards to the competition aspect, going back to what John Dawson had written, and I've echoed his sentiments on the show at least seven or 500,000 yes. times with this vanilla yes. flavor profile. I believe I actually coined the phrase, to be honest. John owes me money, and he knows it. That rat bastard, and he's never <laughs> going to pay me. How, if, if this is such a growing sport, uh, and anybody can do it, you don't have to be in world-class shape to be a top barbecue cook and win some money here and there, and it's very expensive. If you, if nobody is allowing to get outside the box, as John has referenced, and to stay within this vanilla box, uh, how is the sport going to be growing in, in that creative sense? How can you fix that? Yeah, that, and that's a tough question. I mean, I love 
South Carolina mustard sauce. I absolutely adore it. And I think really it's wonderful on pulled pork. Um, if I were to turn in pulled pork with a South Carolina mustard sauce in a competition, I'd be lucky to get zero. You would get murdered. Um, get murdered. Um, um, I love going to Chinatown and having Chinese style um, ribs. Um, with hoisin sauce and five spice powder. And uh, um, I had wonderful ribs in Italy where they were essentially um, basted with an oil and vinegar and nothing much more than salt and pepper. Uh, um, You'd get slaughtered. And part of it is due to the age-old problem of the judges just don't have enough education don't have enough exposure. Many of them are still looking for fall off the bone. Um, I mean, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, I haven't taken a judging class in a few years, but I've taken three judging classes, and a large part of the judging class was spent teaching me how to identify inappropriate garnishes, that this garnish is right and this garnish is not. Oh, there's sauce pooling in the corner over there, and not... Um, uh, what to look for in taste and texture and uh, um, uh, the aesthetic, um, how to keep an open mind. And, you know, it's a tough problem because as barbecue grows, we need more and more judges. We're dipping deep into the uh, pool. Absolutely. Meathead joining us here on the show. All right, Meathead, uh, stand by. Refuel that uh, vino. Yeah, what do you be a little vino? Is that a, a Riesling tonight? Watch out. Riesling for meathead. You should drink red wine with that ticker of yours, you son of a bitch. You need to stay around a little bit longer. All right. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, meathead joining us back after this. Uh, before we get back with Meathead, we'll be giving away a $10 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore as well. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, gang. Carrying Kamado Joe cookers, Meadow Creek cookers, spices, sauces, accessories. Much of these items are in stock, ready to ship to you directly. Now, maybe you've been looking for some of those Oak Ridge brines and rubs. Have you been looking for the complete line of Plowboys rubs and sauces or those Smoke on Wheels products? Tasty Licks has them all. And, of course, you know by now the Tasty Licks barbecue is your big green egg headquarters, including many items for the egg you can't get anywhere else, specially made for Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks. This, uh, this, these big green egg parts are in stock, ready to ship to you. Now, barbecue chicken rub. How about Harry Sue's brand new chicken rub, the particular rub that gave him eight grand championships and title of KCBS Chicken of the Year cook available for sale at Tasty Licks Barbecue. Of course, all the big name injectors as well. Butcher's Barbecue, Cosmos Q. He's got every type of barbecue guru and their associated accessory. Tasty Licks is a Green Mountain Pellet Grill dealer as well. And as Fred says right here on the show, whenever he's on, they're providing a lot of classes to the public. Fred teaches a lot of them, but he's also bringing in top pit masters in the industry to do those competition cooking classes two or three times a year. So check it out. Whenever he has them, he's always ready to take advanced reservations. Now, attention teams, Tasty Licks, your competition headquarters, all supplies for competition teams, pans in different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turning boxes for practice. Make this your one-stop shop, Tasty Licks. BBQ.com is the place to go. So head on over there right now. Enjoy those videos that Fred puts up. He's got like 758 of those, all one more entertaining than the next. 
And when you order, drop Fred a line. Tell him you hear about him on this show. Let him know that you appreciate the support of this show, and you're going to support him right back. Tasty Licks bbq.com that's tastylicksbbq.com uh, we're coming right back with a ten dollar gift certificate to the barbecue superstore and then more with meathead coming up stick around we'll be right back For a $10 gift certificate to the Barbecue Superstore, thebbqsuperstore.com. All you need to do is send me an email in the subject line. All spelled out in words, amazingribs.com. One word, amazingribs.com. First one in with that in the subject line wins a $10 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore. And you can find that at thebbqsuperstore.com. Thanks to Rich Parker and the gang over there. Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Now, it's only fair. I just want to make sure that I was not being tricky. Meathead, what did I say you need to have in order to win? Uh, you had to have an email with the uh, subject line uh, reading AmazingRibs.com, all one word. All one word, but what did I say specifically to do? Send an email now. Did I say spell it all out? Spell it all out. Yeah, like don't put do the do period dot D-O-T, oh, right? Oh, do you remember oh, me saying that? There's no period. No, I missed that. I was going over my notes for the next segment. I see. All right. So Kevin Bird does not win. Neither does Anthony Hunter. And neither does Jeffrey Hensley because they were not listening properly. However. Neither was I. However, Steve Quast was listening and he wins. There you go, Steve. All right. Way to go. All right. Uh, Meathead joining us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com has... A fledgling little website taking over all the barbecue world and the grilling world as well. Um, it, you know, we broke the 1,000-page mark. 1,000 page. pages really? on that website now. Of content and tomfoolery? Yeah. Um, oh. About 400 of those are grill and smoker reviews. But there's five or 600 pages on technique and recipes and uh all that other cool stuff. Wow. Congratulations. It's out of uh, control. Congratulations. Out of control. A lot of content out there. Amazingribs.com. All right. Uh, I mean, we could talk forever and ever about barbecue on uh, television and how it's made and all this other mm. stuff, but we'll wrap it up for now. Next subject here is cook today, serve tomorrow, the Wozniak way. Uh, for those yeah. that aren't familiar, Wozniak referring to uh, Mike Wozniak, the wizard of Woz, the pitmaster of QOW. What exactly are we talking about here? Well, I get emails often, questions posted. We have a comment section asking, and this is such a typical issue. Um, Everybody loves my barbecue. They've asked me to cook five pork butts for the church social tomorrow at noon. And I really don't want to put the things on at midnight and stay up all night and nurse my um, smoker. Um, Can I cook it today, Saturday or Friday? 
and uh, serve it tomorrow at noon. And how do I pull this off? And um, yeah, yeah, I've been a bit of a snob. I've always said, well, that that's called serving leftovers. And, you know, I mean, we all know that barbecue meats are best fresh. And that's one of the problems that a lot of barbecue restaurants have is they get those ribs going early in the morning. And then when you show up at two or three after the lunch rush, those ribs have been sitting around and the pulled pork has been pulled and they're all getting dried out. So, you know, you really shouldn't do that, I've always said. Well, I saw Mike Wozniak, who is barbecue Q out, one of the top cooks on the circuit Top recently teams. absolutely at uh oh yeah i mean he's I, he's been a team of the year yeah. winner um he's uh, the Jack and, and he's a nice guy yep. and he he shares he you know you know i i i don't think he's treating me specially um because i know i doubt he spends any time on my website i got nothing to teach him um but um i, I was hanging out watching him cook and uh he he was telling me about how he cooks his brisket now and i wrote about it on the website because it directly addresses this question of cook today and serve tomorrow he actually gets his brisket cranked up and going on um uh the day before turn in and then takes it off and puts it in a cooler filled with ice now he wraps it up really tight you know in, in, in a garbage bag or and uh, seals it up really tight so no water can get in there and cools it down right away and puts it in a cooler and it's almost done but it's not done and then the next morning he goes to bed and then the next morning he gets up pulls it out and throws it on the pit and finishes and wins medals wins money and it was like how, how does that how does that work and uh, so we went over the process and um, I wrote about it. It's on my website, the Wozniak Method. I haven't tried it myself yet, but it's just, you know, um, and I watched him do it. I mean, I watched him chilling down the, the brisket um, around midnight and going to bed and finishing it up the next morning. Um, totally freaked me out. So all in all, probably not a bad method to use and obviously one that you're going to be endorsing uh, from here on out at least. Well, I mean, I certainly. I mean, why, why would I not endorse it if it if Wozniak's doing it and he's winning? It's got to work, you know. Um, um, I mean, there's a, there's a few tricks along the way about the temps he takes to meet up to, and uh, um, what his cooking temps are. And I've got it all in in my article. It's called "Cook Today, Serve Tomorrow: The Wozniak Way," and um, it's it just a very clever concept. And you know, he says that it probably work on um, uh, pork butts. He uh, wasn't quite so certain about that, but uh, we talked about that, and I'm getting ready to try it on pork butts. But um, you know, for the for the uh, backyard cook, which is again, you know, mostly my audience, I'm not really reach reaching. You know, I'm not attempting to reach the competition cook as much as the backyard cook. Um, the um, the idea that they can do that, they can. They can prep for a graduation party on a Saturday and serve on Sunday and not have a significant loss in quality is really a very cool innovation. Meathead joining us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is his website if you want to check out one of the thousand pages that are now published at AmazingRibs.com. One of the other subjects that we wanted to hit here tonight, Meathead, was keeping meat from sticking (sighs) A little debunk type of a thing because, you know, a a potential 
Look, I don't want to say any, I don't want to talk out of school here, Meathead. I don't, want to unveil, do. I don't want to unveil anything that hasn't been confirmed yet, but for you coming back in full bore from heart surgery, there's a good chance I might get that Stephen Reichlin fellow as a recurring guest on this show, believe it or not. Well, believe he's it or the not. Godfather. When, we, when I grow up, I want to be like him. Who doesn't? I mean, the guy, the guy has just, I mean, he has done more to popularize grilling and barbecue than anyone. And... Um, um, you know, he, he has chosen the print media and done very effectively in books, and he's done so many creative recipes. I occasionally disagree with him, and this is one of those occasions. Um, his mantra is keep, keep it, it hot, hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. What do we say about that on this show? Not only on the grill, in the bedroom. Hey, oh, meathead. Hey, oh. All right, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, but okay, go ahead. Keep- Keep it clean. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's no arguing with keep it hot, um, except for the fact that often we keep it not so hot. I mean, you know, low and slow is a method we often cook by. But he's talking mostly about grilling. He's talking about things like steak and chops and uh, chicken and stuff. So, um, you know, keeping it hot is a good, good, good technique much of the time. Um, we've talked before about reverse sear, about particularly thick cuts of meat, yep. starting them at a low temperature on the indirect side, warming them gently so that the interior is even edge to edge, then moving it over to the hot side and searing it on the hot side. So um, it's hard to argue with keep it hot. Keep it clean. There's no arguing with that. You don't want carbon. You don't want grease. You don't want garbage on your grill grates. Um, uh, you, you want your food to be able to release from the grill grates. But keep it lubricated is the area where um, I, I've, I, you know, me, I'm the iconoclast. I've, I've, I question that area because every time I do the Raikland method of dipping a paper towel into oil and swabbing my hot grates with it, what do you see? What's the first thing that happens? Smoke. Smoke. Smoke, it it burns off. It just and and that smoke smells acrid. Is it also not burning in though? Maybe. No, metal is porous. Some of it more than others. And even though it may look smooth on the surface, it's full of pits. It's full of nicks, nooks and crannies, microscopic nooks and crannies. Yep. But it's not really sucking up a lot of the oil. Um, mostly what's happening, particularly if you're cooking hot, like over 400, that oil is cracking. Yeah. That oil is, is, is carbonizing. It's breaking down. And so I went to Dr. Greg Blonder, the physicist who consults with me, um, and, uh, does a lot of interesting stuff. And we talked about this and, uh, I told him that I really prefer putting the oil on the food. And he said that's absolutely the right thing to do because what happens is is the oil fills the nooks and crannies on the food. As you lay it on the grill grate, it fills the nooks and crannies on the grill grate. But you don't have the wet surface of the food hitting the grill grate, and that's a large part of the sticking. You really need dry food or oiled food, which is for all practical purposes dry, dry meaning it's not water wet, yep. um, and um, uh, it will release better, and it, it, it releases faster, it le- releases better, and I also think that when you 
coat the meat first with oil. You also, oil conducts heat better than water. That's why when you throw potatoes in water, they boil, and you throw them in oil, they fry. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so I like to coat meat with oil because it, it kind of helps with the surface development, with the crust and the browning that we all love so much. So um, the, uh, the, the, the theory is, is that oil the food and it releases better. And I did some fun experiments where I did side-by-side tests with a couple of pieces of chicken breast, um, uh, oiling the grate and oiling the meat. And it does. It releases faster when you oil the meat and sticks less. The big problem is fish. And wow. fish is just so wet. It's just going to stick, and it's really hard to keep it from sticking. And the best way is to get those fish racks, like, you know, they look like two tennis rackets. Yeah, or and those uh, things Weber called frog mats. Okay. You ever seen the frog mats? Frog mats are great. Frog Perfect. mats are great. I right. love frog mats. Yeah. Um, the problem with frog mats is they have a nonstick surface. Well, it can't and, be, you know, super direct high heat. Right, exactly. Right. And if you get up over 400 degrees, that Teflon material can break down and give off noxious gases. Um, Weber has a new um, uh, stretchable metal. It looks like box spring. That, um, it looks like uh, uh, wire box springs that are on beds. Uh, you, I have a picture of it on my website. Or you can Google it. Um, but it's a very cool device for fish, and uh, it does a really good job of holding the fish in between springs and flipping it so it doesn't stick. And uh, that that's a good technique. Where, where is that? Um, uh, where is that piece of equipment on your website? Um, it, I have an article called "How to Keep Food from Sticking to Your Grates," and there's a picture of it in there. And, and the best way to find anything on my website is go to the table of contents. Right. Um, uh, but um, um, the other thing is is your choice of oil. Um, olive oil, um, particularly extra virgin olive oil has a lower smoke point than um, uh, the cheap olive oils, um, uh, the refined olive oils. Um, corn oil has a 450-degree smoke point. Um, avocado oil um, is about 500-degree smoke point. It's hard to find and expensive, but that's a pretty high smoke point. Um, so um, – you want to get something that uh, um, doesn't uh, start evaporating and uh, burning up and smoking uh, at a low temperature. Meathead joining us here on the show. Uh, we got a minute left. In your professional opinion, contacts with some of the greatest laboratory technicians ever on the face of the earth. Uh, do you want to salt steak right before you put it on? The grill, or do you want to salt steak uh, ahead of time? Because there is this little debate about the water being pulled out, putting it on the grill, and now you're steaming steak. You're not grilling steak. I I actually have a slow motion movie that I made of just that process. I'm a huge believer in dry brining. I have given up wet brining. I've given up soaking the meats in a vat of water filled with salt and all the other. We can talk about that. All that garlic and sugar and stuff never gets past the surface. Right. It sticks to the surface. It just can't get in. The molecules are too large, and the steak is saturated with water already. It can't absorb any more water. But if you put salt on the steak an hour or two beforehand, 
what happens is, and uh, the, the, the woman, um, I forget her name, at the Zuni Cafe was really the one who pi- pioneered this. I think she, that's in Berkeley. Um, the, the water comes up out of the meat, dissolves the salt. Once the salt is dissolved, it easily pipes its way down in. Remember, salt is sodium chloride, NaCl, two atoms. Water is H2O, three atoms. Um, salt, it breaks up really easily. There's electrical charges and chemistry and physics that works. And salt will get down in there. Garlic won't. Paprika won't. Sugar won't. But salt gets down in there. And, yeah, it makes the surface a little wet. So what you do is, is you salt a couple hours beforehand. Um, and then you pat it dry, oil it up, and throw it on the grill. And I really think that's a great method for steaks, for chicken breasts, um, for just about anything. The salt will really get down in there. As we know, salt is like a bullhorn. It's an amplifier. It turns up all flavors. I know a lot of us, now me included, are watching our salt intake. But there's not a lot of salt involved here. It's not like you're eating pretzels or, uh, or Ritz crackers. Just a little bit of salt on there, and it can really go a long way. He is Meathead Goldwyn. You can find him at AmazingRibs.com, and uh, hopefully going forward, you can find him here on this show once a month. Uh, Meathead, once a month. I talk for the entire Centralite Nation when I say uh, we're very happy that the ticker is back up and running at full strength. <laughs> Nothing tragic has happened, and then we continue to look forward to you every month from here on out. Nobody's happier to be with you than I am. All right. There he is, Meathead. Thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. AmazingRibs.com, his website, and uh, there you go, a little added bonus of uh, steak talk right there. Folks, I'm going to talk to you briefly about uh, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Uh, Meathead, I believe, uh, is a customer of um, uh, Stephen DeFranco, if I'm not mistaken. I was just talking to somebody, one of the uh, top uh, men in the industry when it comes to cookers. He's like, man, you got to dump that Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. I said, look, I tried to talk Steve out of being on the show, you know, a year ago or a year and a half ago when he decided to get on. But he's a supporter of the show. He's a local guy. And he is an independent jewelry store owner. You're not dealing with change. You're not dealing with tremendous overhead. You're not dealing with some snot-nosed punk-ass kid who doesn't know the difference between his ass and a 10-carat diamond with color, clarity, and carrots. Okay. You're dealing with strictly professionals, but morally, uh, morally important, or more importantly than that, you're dealing with somebody that is going to take the time when you call in, 440-943-2700. You're dealing with somebody that is going to ask you a bunch of questions. You're not looking to just get a quick sale and then turn you out like the jewelry whore that you may or may not be. He's not interested in that. He's interested in taking you in to the jewelry brothel and making you a longtime customer. He's going to ask you questions like, what's the budget? What are you looking for? What's the occasion? Uh, what can you really spend? What do you really want it to say? How does this need to be cut? Uh, loose diamonds all over the place, settings that they can custom make, or they have ones that are pre-made for you to choose from. The watch line is extensive. We talk about it here ad nauseum on the show. He's got a number of other specialty pieces for instance artisan wood bowls there's a guy that he knows right here in cleveland that makes these decorative wooden bowls that you can hang on your house um well in your house on shelving if you have decorative shelving out there he's really got it all venetian glass jewelry these uh camille bracelets that i've uh, got for my wife 
It's worth the look on the website, Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, StephenDeFranco.com. Peruse the inventory. Once you find what you like, give Stephen a call, 440-943-2700. I'm telling you, do it. Just try it. Don't even buy anything. Just try it. See if I'm lying. Ask for Steve when he gets on the phone. Tell him you're Centralite. You listen to the show each and every Tuesday. And you say, hey, he always tells me to call in. I'm calling in. I want to see what best price is. Are you really going to ship this for, uh, for free to me? Are you really going to engrave for free? Do I get an extra year of warranty on these watches? You'll see that I'm not a liar. I might be a lot of things. I'm not a liar. Steve will take care of you as he has taken care of me for a number of years now. It's the only place I do any jewelry shopping, period. Forget the chains that don't give a rat's ass about you. Help support somebody that supports the barbecue community. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers right here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. We're here to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Back 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, thanks to Meathead for joining me the last two segments. Always uh, fascinating and fun conversations that we have. Amazingribs.com is his website. Check him out. Uh, Denver Cavins has lent me that bumper music, which is phenomenal. Digging It Out is the name of the song, and I don't know the name of the band because I think it might have changed names or something. It might be like Stardust. Or Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> no. Uh, lots to get to here in the second hour, so uh, hopefully you're staying tuned for that. Oh, Meathead, I can reach real far in the bad analogy closet. Believe it. Merely scratch, not even scratching the surface on that one. All right, uh, we are going to step away. Uh, when we come back, we'll have the Pitmasters Roundtable TV show. Maybe we'll bring up a little vanilla talk with those Pitmasters. Uh, also, we have Operation Barbecue Relief, David Marks. He will be joining me to talk about a special barbecue class they'll be giving at the American Royal this coming year. Uh, your phone calls and emails. We also have a giveaway in between the third and fourth segment. Uh, Jim Elser's Sweet Smoke Q Juice, which I actually just used on pork chops last night. Winner, winner chicken dinner. Oh, they were phenomenal. Winner, winner pork dinner. How about that? Uh, anything else you want to jump into, you can do it as well. 877-448-0433. You can also go ahead and email the show. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Next week, I'm going out on the deck for opening segment to profile the Jim Bowie cooker I just got from Green Mountain Grills. Wow. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I just got it. Otherwise, we'd be out there today. So got it together. Going to make a few phone calls to top men. And then I will uh, show that to you in the most sexy way as possible. Next week at uh, the top of 9 o'clock. All right, uh, we'll pull out. Pull out. Uh, pull out. Uh, And we'll be back right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
And why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 50 for wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Boom. Again, your numbers of contact information, 877-448-0433. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com is the email address. Anything else you want to know about the show, TheBBQCentralShow.com website-wise. Still to come tonight, Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue, David Marks from Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, sorry, also Lene Oxley, Sugars Barbecue, joining uh, Dave from Butcher's for the Barbecue Roundtable Pitmasters TV edition, if you will. Uh, on the show next week, as I said, uh, we will be highlighting in the opening segment the Green Mountain Grill uh, Jim Bowie, which is our big model, uh, succulent powder coat job, um, extra cooking rack with that. It's uh, a fabulous model. Uh, we'll go over that in depth in the opening segment. Then we have Greg Fassett from Memphis Grills, a competitor to the Green Mountain Grill and many other pellet cookers. Also, Sam the Cooking Guy makes his reappearance on next week's show as well. Now, here's something that I need you to take a look at, and I was forwarded this note from John Dawson from Patio Daddio Barbecue. Oh, it was maybe middle of last week. I was aghast. Aghast. Because I think when it comes to grilling and barbecuing, you know, I don't want to be myopic and say that the United States is you know, where it's at. You know, we're the only ones that do it, and we're the ones that do it the best. Uh, but, you know, this is where it's at. We do it the best. We're the ones that really dig it a lot. A lot of places across the world uh, also do it as well. So, you know, it kind of chapped my ass when I saw this particular piece, which I thought would go over like gangbusters. Gangbusters here in the States. Oh, not available. Not available. And something that I think a lot of people who have a Weber kettle grill would enjoy. Without further ado, for your consideration, you tell me if you think this would be a good one. I'll just sit back and relax. Do you want to cook the perfect stone-baked pizza? Then you need a Weber pizza oven. Beautifully styled, porcelain enameled hood, with a Cordierite stone cooking surface. All designed to fit on Weber 57cm charcoal barbecues. Bakes a pizza to perfection, just like a wood-fired pizza oven. So, how do I use it? Light a full chimney starter. Prepare your pizza base while the coals warm up. Set up the barbecue for grilling, ensuring there are no large gaps, but leaving a three-inch gap at the front of the barbecue. Hot, hot, hot. 
This will ensure a high and even cooking temperature. Hmm. Place the pizza oven onto your barbecue. All right. Allow the pizza oven to heat for approximately 15 minutes. Ah. Whilst the oven is heating, prepare your toppings Did you say and whilst? create your favorite pizza. Whilst. Place your pizza onto the stone cooking surface. Close the lid, and in just a few minutes, your pizza will be cooked to perfection. Your pizza is cooked when the topping is bubbling and the base is light and crispy. With your Weber charcoal pizza oven, you can make perfect pizzas, pitters, and naan, time after time Man. after time. And just one load of coal will enable you to cook up to 10 pizzas. Another quality product from Weber. Perfect barbecues made easy with the Weber Pizza Oven. Tackhead! Watch out! So here's, you know, what I have to say. Uh oh. Peanut the Outlaw has uh, made an appearance here on the show, folks. Sorry. Just ran right on my head. Is there. Does anybody think. What, yeah, what, Patrick Paquette, what's a centimeter exactly? <laughs> I don't know. It's this, it's this big. This is it. So 57 of these. That's how big that thing. Am I the only one who thinks that this wouldn't be something that would sell like crazy? Who, <laughs> who doesn't think, or who eats more grilled pizza than us rat bastard Americans. Nobody, nobody eats more grilled pizza than us. Get that big stuff out of here. A centimeter is not an inch, uh, as referenced by my daughter, uh, Madison Rampy. Thank Uh-oh. you. Going into the fifth grade. There's no way you can possibly convince me that there is another consuming segment in the world that grills pizza more fervently than the United States. Especially the Englands. That dude was English. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So, if it's England, got a lot of people out there in England. You know I'm connected with the Englands, of course. A couple weeks ago, we had uh, Christopher Hope on, as you recall, talking about uh, the uh, the new uh, prince that was born out there. I was like, man, I am so pissed. That this Weber product is not here in the States. I got to call that mother effort back up. Folks, joining me now from jolly old England to talk a little bit about this Weber pizza oven thing that we don't have here in the States. Let's welcome back friend of the show, top journalist in England, Christopher Hope joining us. Christopher, how are you tonight, buddy? Oh, uh... Wonderful, Greg. Uh, thank you for having me back on, of course. Uh, it is uh, nothing but my esteemed pleasure for uh, being here again. And I would like to say that indeed I have uh, found it to be quite a bit of a uh, error on Weber's part to not have this type of pizza oven. That is available for you in the States. I mean, really, um, I don't know if this is something that uh, potentially could sound uh, out of bounds, as it were. But, uh, you know, you Americans uh, seem to really love your eating. And uh, this would seem to be something that would be right up your alley. Uh, I am confounded and befuddled 
as to why this particular thing from Weber, uh, which does happen to be an American-based company, is not available for you here in the States. Uh, and that's what I have to say about that, Greg. Well, I appreciate that, Christopher, and uh, I appreciate you joining me as well. I know it's got to be going on, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock there, uh, which would be tomorrow, I guess. So happy Wednesday to you. Happy hump day to you, Christopher. You know, is pizza on the oven? Something that is just outrageous. I mean, is it, is it literally like hotcakes over there or what? Uh, well, uh, Greg, uh, that is a well-pointed question. And I can tell you, after being here for a number of years uh, on this English earth, that I can't recall not even one person, let alone 78, saying that they are taking to their grills and doing all kinds of wonderful pizza cooking with this wonderful Weber apparatus that you can now get. Uh, before this piece that Weber has broken out, uh, we never used to even do it on pizza stones all by their foolishness. Uh, believe me, no one has more taken aback at this pizza resurgency or a presumptuous pizza resurgency over here in the England as uh, your barbecue central official correspondent uh, that would be me christopher hope uh, so please if you would like one i'm more than happy to send one your way of course you would have to pay freight so you're only looking at about 700 dollars us uh, but i'm more than happy to do that to you uh, just let me know if that's something i might be able to help you out with uh 700 dollars us i don't know about that but i'm gonna pass i think i'm gonna pass on that uh, but, Christopher, I do appreciate the fact that you uh, always seem to find time to get on this show. Uh, and, you know, with the late hours, I mean, nobody appreciates more than me. I really do uh, want to thank you for doing that. Uh, well, Greg, it's always my esteemed pleasure to be here on the barbecue media outlet across the globe. And, of course, everybody should realize that when they're listening to the show, uh, this is not just in the U.S., but it is globally syndicated internet entertainment for your value. And I appreciate you having me on the show, and I bid you a pip-pip and cheerio. All right, there he is, uh, Christopher Hope, joining me. English barbecue correspondent uh, to this show. Always appreciate that. Uh, quickly, folks, the Sam's Club series rolled into Medford this past weekend. We know about that. Uh, feeding Friends, Insane Swine Barbecue, Fire and Spice, the Basic Barbecue Team, ZBQ, and Gotham City Grillers all moving on to the regional round, which will take place September 9th in Chesapeake, Virginia. So congratulations to those six teams for moving on. Patrick, look at you. Look at you. Gong. After I just gave you props, you're going to gong me? Uh-oh. Somebody did mention Squid. Folks, the iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, depending on which phone you have. Uh, the Bluetooth range up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in your house. Uh, this gives you the free time to do what you want with the assurance that your food is being perfectly cooked. Go watch the game. Have a beer. Have four. Mow them all. iGrill's got you covered. The iGrill has dual probe capabilities, so you can monitor two pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker or grill using the ambient temperature probe that can be purchased at iGrillInc.com. That's the letter I, the word grill, and then I-N-C, Inc., iGrillInc.com. Use the promo code SMOKE 
you'll get a free Ambient Probe with your iGrill purchase. Just put both in the shopping cart, then enter the code at checkout. Now, within the app, you can set minimum, maximum temperature settings. If your grill or smoker gets too hot or too cool, your smart device will alert you. And the free iGrill app for iOS has Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right to the iGrill Facebook page. The app also has globe feature that shows all the other iGrillers around the world using it right then. You can also use the graph to monitor the speed of which your temperature is rising. $79.99 MSRP available. And again, the website iGrill Inc., that is the letter I, grill, G-R-I-L-L, and then Inc., I-N-C, iGrillInc.com. You can also find it at Apple. You can find it at Best Buys. You can find it at the AT&T and Verizon corporate and, uh, I guess, the uh, authorized retailer stores. Also Amazon.com. You ever heard of them? iGrill was launched at Apple stores in 2010 and has since seen some huge press including shout-outs by top celebrities and businessmen along with the likes of Mark Zuckerberg. He founded Facebook, if you need him. Accessories are also available at iGrillInc.com, so everything you need is all in one place. If you are looking for a remote temperature thermometer to be compatible with your smart device, both uh, Android platforms and iTunes platforms, iOS platforms, these are the ones you want to get, iGrillInc.com. That's iGrillInc.com, or look at your major show retailers Verizon, AT&T, Apple Amazon, you got it Uh, we're back with the Pitmasters Roundtable right after this, stick around, we'll be right back Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Let's try it again with the mic on. Uh, back now, 877-448-0433, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I uh, put together a hastily made um, barbecue pitmasters TV show roundtable with the first two people that have made it into the finals, Dave Bosco, Butcher Barbecue, and Lene Oxley from Sugar's Barbecue. Thank you guys for uh, joining me here on the show tonight. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you since you won a couple weeks ago moving on to the finals. Uh, when we talked the first time and you had won your local, you were like, man, that is a lot of work. Uh, I would be willing to possibly do it again, but maybe not so quickly. And here you've made it all the way into the finals. Did you have, I mean, obviously you had uh, thoughts and hopes of getting this far, but uh, after seeing how it all went down and the teams you were going up against, did you think that you would make it into this final section? Oh, I was sure hoping I did. Um I didn't know if I, uh, 
was going to be able to or not, but are y'all getting a bad echo with this? Uh, okay, I was going to say, Dave, are you getting a bad echo? Yes. All right, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call both of you right back. All right. Stand by. Call group. Sometimes this happens. I could tell he was hesitant in his talking. Hopefully, Lene's uh, phone picks up. Hello. Uh, we'll get Dave here in a second, too. Looks like we got Lene on the line here. Dave will be uh, jumping up here in just a second. Oh, maybe not. I'm sure he'll be here. Um, so we're talking with uh, Butcher Barbecue's Pitmaster Dave Bosca. And uh, Lene, oh, what the hell is going on here? Lene, stand by. I got to uh, call right back again. This is fabulous. I mean, you know, this never happens on this show. Never. Ever. Could be that, you know, Dave might be out bailing uh, more hay and uh, the cell phone reception is bad out there. Could be. Could be. Right, Lene is back in. And uh, there we go. We got Dave back in as well. All right, uh, Dave, is that any better as far as Echo is concerned? Um, let's do a little test here. I can still hear it. Y'all can. You can You can still yeah, hear can. it? If I, I can hear it, but it, it's all right with me if, y'all, if no one else can hear it. Lene, when you talk, can you hear yourself talk back? Um, let's try this. Testing one, two. Yes, I can. Really? This is a son of a bitch. Yeah. All right, let me try this. Uh, if you could, uh, do you guys both have the uh, the call-in number? Well, I know you do, Lene, obviously. You called in the first time. Uh, Dave, do you have the call-in number, the 216 number? No, I don't. All right. Let me put it up right here in the chat room. You are you can look at the chat room, right? I've, I've actually signed off thinking that it might have been on my end by, by that, so I, I'm pulling down my computer. Oh, that's all right. Uh, or do you have a, a pen you can write those down with? Or pencil? Or oh, I'm just yeah. Lene probably thinks that uh, the show is jinxed because every time she uh, is calling in, we got something going on here. It's, 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 no, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. You, you run a very, very professional operation, so it, it's fine. It's, it's more the exception to the rule, I swear suck to God. Yeah, that's right. She, she can suck up all she wants. 216. Uh, 216-220-0966. Yeah. I'll call you right back. All right, everybody call back in. We're crying out loud. Everybody beat it. I'm going to rate this very bad. I mean, uh, can I just say all of the above? I heard echo. There was delay. Send feedback. I agree with Jeff Northcutt. This is the best interview ever. So far, we're in uh, five minutes and... We've gotten to uh, answer zero out of zero. All right. Dave, you there? Yes, sir. Any better? Yeah, it seemed to be a lot better. All right. This could go south when we add Lene in here, but we'll give it a shot. Lene, you there? Yes. All right. Um, any echo on your part, Lene? Uh, nope. Perfect. All right. Perfect. All right. Crystal. Crystal clear. Well, I told you bastards to call in, but nobody ever wants to listen. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, so, Dave, um, looking at uh, this going into this final round, I mean, obviously you want to get here, but, uh, I mean, how satisfying is it for you? I don't know. We're talking. This is all in the past already, but, I mean, how satisfying is it for you to watch this past weekend or uh, two weeks ago and, and see yourself getting moved on to that final round? Uh, 
I was real excited. Um, we get to see the show the same time everybody else does. You never know how they're going to portray you or anybody else that you're cooking with. I'm just glad to mm. see them keep everything um, very professional because um, there's things that happen in these shows that I think that would make good TV, and they're just not putting in it. So, hey, kudos to them. You know, I had uh, Meathead on a little bit ago, and he said, you know, they're trying to show the things that he thinks might be most entertaining as far as the television experience aspect or a visual experience aspect for the for the watcher. Do you uh, kind of side with that agreement with what you're seeing left out of it? Um, yes and no. There's things that's left out that would have been more exciting for television that is left out of it because it did take some of the cooks down just a little bit. There's been pit fires from other cooks. There's been people drop their food. There's been things like that that happen that, that's not coming out on the television. So they're still keeping it to where, oh, how can I say, it still looks like pitmasters, and they're the best pitmasters possible. Uh, Lene Oxley from Sugar's Barbecue. Uh, obviously, you know, similar to Dave, you obviously wanted to win this thing. That's why you started in the first place. But seeing yourself uh, being able to move on into the final round this past weekend, I mean, how satisfying is it for you uh, to be able to, to go up against uh, the teams that you have and kind of advance to this final round now? It's been it's been amazing. I mean, it, we you know, Corey and I, when we got together and, and sent this audition tape in in January, uh, middle of the winter time, uh, we had no idea how far we would go with this thing. You know, it was about it was about going in there and taking a chance and having fun and traveling across the country wherever it was they sent us the first time around, um, and meeting some great teams and uh, and and just and just doing what we do weekend in and weekend out, but in a different format. You know, uh, knowing where we needed to be, but not knowing what we were cooking or who we were cooking against. And, uh, and being put in that position. But, you know, if you took the cameras away and the microphones away uh, and the producers away, I mean, it was a contest, and that's what we did. And um, we just sort of worked our program as best we could, and we figured it out. I had a great communication style. So, uh, it, so, so it was incredibly satisfying. And, of course, each time they play a repeat, which is often, you know, my phone goes bonkers and my Facebook page goes bonkers and all the rest of it. It's, it's, it's been incredible. You know, when I had Dave on the first time talking about his uh, local win, Lene, he had said that, you know, it's it's even more of a pressure cooker competition that he's used to. Would you say, you know, given your experience over competitions where you don't have all of this stuff, uh, is it amped up a little bit more given the stakes and, you know, all these other things that you have to contend with that you wouldn't normally on a weekend? Absolutely, 100%. You know, it was said before that, um, you know, it's like a regular contest, this sort of, and, and, and I mean, it's two meets. But uh, but then you're mic'd up, and then you have a producer asking you questions every 30 seconds, and so uh, wanting you to talk your way through the entire thing. Why did you do this? I noticed you did this, and uh, putting your meat on the cooker several times, and putting wood in the cooker several times, and talking about things, and and it, and it gets you just kind of knocked off your game. You know, <clears throat> uh, by and large, when I'm competing, I'm generally kind of quiet. I, I generally compete by myself or with one other person, so I'm not used to talking so much. And uh, this is a whole different thing. I mean. The cameras didn't bother me per se. Uh, that was fine. They were going to make me look the way that they made me look, and that was fine. But, uh, but yeah, definitely pressure cooker. I mean, um, uh, I agree 100. percent It was definitely uh, very out of your element, although very familiar at the same time. Dave, I've seen you operate at competitions, <clears throat> and I mean, obviously, when you're here on the show as a guest, you're talking because you know I need you on here to talk. 
you know, but when I was observing you down in Miami, Oklahoma in March, I mean, you kind of struck me as a person that might kind of keep to yourself uh, during that competition process, especially when it counts. I mean, what kind of a transition or a uh, a ramp up time is it for you to get used to those people that are around you if that's not something that you're used to? Well, yeah, I do keep to myself during the competition because it's a competition. But we signed on knowing what we're getting into. And you have to make good TV or you're not going to get TV time. You're not going to be on there. And, and heck, I did it for myself, the family, the, the kids. The grandkids are having a great time seeing uh, Mimi <laughs> on television. And so it's been fun. Um, so, yeah, I... I'd say I opened up a little bit more for TV. Absolutely. When you had your uh, the semifinal cook, Dave, uh, when you saw what was in the cooler, uh, I know you were very comfortable with what was there that uh, opening round, but going into the second round, were you just as comfortable seeing what was available to you? Yeah, well, obviously, other than the buffalo, I, I had literally never cooked buffalo before. But it's nothing that's stupid. It wasn't something exotic like ostrich or rattlesnake or anything like that. But I would say that, yeah, I, it, a ham is a ham. I, I cook dozens and hundreds of pounds a week of them, so I know what a ham is. And uh, the buffalo, it was just a matter of, of getting it cooked. So I wasn't worried about it. What about you, Lene? I mean, you seemed on camera to be – pretty pumped up about what you had in the cooler was there any trepidation at all when you opened it up and saw what you had to work with no not at all i mean you know from the get-go we did our as much research as we could try to be as prepared as we could uh taking an arsenal of rubs and, and you know sauces and ingredients and things like that you know way more than we really needed and just on the lark that we'd get something like meatloaf and um, and it's true to form. I don't travel to a contest without at least a couple packs of bacon in my my uh, my coolers. It's just something I always have. It's something that was taught to me a long, long time ago. You never know when you can use it or not. Uh, sometimes I'd put it on my brisket uh, for a couple hours and, and take it off, and and sometimes I'd use it for other things. So um, so it was just natural to you know for me to to to, to utilize that in the meatloaf and take that meatloaf up a notch. I mean. You know, Jeff uh, Vanderlini and 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 uh, uh, Rob are, are amazing, amazing cooks, uh, and and they weren't going to let anything slide. So the pressure was on. Um, pork shoulder, I've cooked a dozen times. That's not a big deal. Um, although it was definitely a challenge. It, it, I think everyone's temperature got away from them that day. Uh, what they didn't show on the TV was that they, you know, they had us in front of those coolers uh, for quite a while. Uh, is filming just the right sequence of events for us to open those coolers. Well, at the same time, we had our uh, our pits going, uh, climbing. All of our pits were climbing. Uh, we were looking back and back and back, and, and we had to actually take a break to go, uh, you know, uh, control the pits. Um, and uh, and I think that's when Jeff kind of realized that his pit pit, his pit got away with him, away with it, and. Uh, I've never used a CTO before, but um, but apparently they're they're you know they're you know with electricity they don't like they don't like it very much. So, um, they, but it was definitely uh, you know we were prepared and that was the the main thing um, for anything. So, uh, but I was excited open there and see that that rinky dinky little silly grinder and all that meat chunks. It was perfect. I knew exactly what we had. Were you surprised that the other two didn't seem to really have a grasp on you know meatloaf? 
when it comes to barbecue pits. I thought that was like a, a very common thing to learn and, and do what just even in the basic barbecue stuff. Well, yeah, but I didn't really know that until after the fact uh, in seeing the, the, the show uh, at the same time everybody else did, just like what Dave was saying. Um, you know, I, I'm during the show, I mean, all of us are getting filmed at the same time with different camera people and different producers. So a lot of this stuff is going on simultaneously. So I'm not really, really you know, paying attention to what the teams around me are doing. I'm just concentrating on what I'm doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, hearing them not have, you know, experience cooking barbecue meatloaf or meatloaf in a, in a, in a a, a cooker, uh, was really surprising. So, um, you know, I, and, and, you know, and this has been brought up before this whole classically trained chef thing. I I don't wear that on my, on my chest. I I don't, I mean, I have culinary experience, uh, a lot of it, but, and maybe it helps, but I don't flaunt that. That's not like that. I don't think that really is a huge thing. These guys can cook day in, day out. They can cook amazing food. And it just happened that we kind of edged out the competition, and, and that's what it ended up being. But I take nothing away from both of those guys. They're amazing cooks. Lene Oxley from Sugar's Barbecue and Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue joining me here on the show. Dave, when you were watching the show last week and you saw they were going to have to make meatloaf, uh, is that something that you feel comfortable you could have just stepped in and done, or uh, were you kind of surprised that uh, Rub and Jeff really didn't seem to have a um, an intimacy with uh, barbecue meatloaf? I kind of wished I had that product. Um, there's some things I did the meat that um, would have spiced it up a little bit better. Dave Bosca joining us well, here. At, well, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, no, I was going to say one of the things that we actually did do in the little mix that I had was uh, a little uh, a little bit of, uh, of some phosphate injection in there, too, for moisture. And that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we had. Um, so it's like, you know, again, using the tools in your toolbox and using your pantry to, the, to its fullest. And uh, we were going to pull out all the stops, and this was a $5,000 contest, and we wanted to go home with a big check. So uh, we weren't going to put anything to chance at all. So uh, if it meant moisture retention, if it meant an extra spice, if it, if it meant, you know, tasting everything and amping stuff up, uh, that's, what, that's exactly what we wanted to do. David, in your semifinal round, you uh, you got through it was characters and uh, was it uh, Pig Daddy as well? That, those were your the guys you went up against. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I have to say, knowing you, knowing the success you've had in competition barbecue, I guess I, I was feeling confident that you were probably going to uh, reign victorious over that. Uh, or at least over those two. I mean, obviously you don't know until you turn the products in, but as far as how the cook went and the products that you had to use and, and cook and then ultimately how they were judged, there was a little bit of um, controversy over whose box looked better and how that might have put somebody you over the top in winning it versus the flavor of that. Uh, you address a little bit on some of the barbecue forums like the Barbecue Brethren, but out here on this show, which is widely acclaimed to be the media outlet for barbecue. Um, what did you think of people saying about that, and, and how do you address that? Oh, I, I, I enjoy everything that's said about the show. You know, it's that old saying of any advertisement's better than no advertisement. Right. But as far as the, the show, what you're relating to there is, on this show, they showed me doing a cured ham, um, they showed me slicing a cured ham. They showed me tasting a cured ham that was real salty. Well, but what you didn't see was that cured ham I tasted was not the cured ham I turned in. Oh, we did a uh, we pulled a piece out called the eye of the round, 
we cured that one along with the cured ham so that I would have a, a sample piece off of a cured piece of meat, but not cut into the cured ham and uh, mess it up for my turn-in box. And also, we did a fresh ham. It was in the box. Those two rows of slices of meat you seen was a complete row of cured ham and a complete row of fresh ham, but that was never talked about. That was never said in the judging. When you, Melissa was judging, and you heard her talking about the bark and how good it was, all that stuff. She that was actually her comments on the fresh ham, not the cured ham. And then the other two comments from the guys that was on the cured ham, not the fresh ham. So it was back and forth of what you've seen and stuff, not what actually went on and happened. And then in the judging, it went on and on and on about the the look of the box and this box and that box. Um, and afterwards, I'm not going to say which judge because I don't think it'd be fair. But they did come to me and say we played that up pretty good because we've been getting some pretty cruddy looking boxes. Yeah, um, we'll call it toe to toe. And they said, with that being said, we wanted to put out there to tell people they better straighten it up. You know, I think it's it's also fair to say too is is that you know it's reality TV. I mean, the the, the fact is is that. <clears throat> they're going to edit it the way they're going to do it, and they're going to chop things up. And I think yeah. to try to take those shows for face value in terms of the sequence that they show, how they show it, uh, the, the speed at which they show it, you know, from a technical aspect, I mean, who knows who's commenting about who and who's pointing to who. I mean, you know, um, uh, you know, we saw the, on, the, on the first episode we had our turkey legs. Um, it's funny because the turkey legs that we turned in looked a little different on, you know, in person that it did when, when we actually saw them on, on the video itself. I actually did a double take. And, uh, um, but, and the same thing with the, with the meatloaf. It, it looked a little different. But, um, but yeah, I mean, when, when the judges are, you know, commenting about this and that, it, 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 sometimes it's, sometimes you know it's, it's, they're talking about you. And sometimes, at least on, on the way that it's shown on the TV, sometimes you're like, oh, no, no, that's not, they weren't talking to me. They were talking about somebody else or a reaction that one of us had had. So it's edited. I mean, obviously everybody knows that, um, but it's fun to see in any event, just to see what, what they can actually produce with the material they get. They certainly take a lot of material. Um, it's a long day of shooting, uh, uh, two days of shooting. It's amazing uh, how much they whittle down to 45 minutes. The finals uh, will be coming up shortly. There's one more week of, uh, the the semifinals, and I think, you know, for the people that are paying attention, I'm sure there's uh, heavy money being bet down on Rod Gray right now of Pellet Envy to potentially move on to that final aspect, and I guess we'll see how that plays out Sunday. You know, but assuming uh, that that's what happens, you have Dave Bosca, you have uh, a Rod Gray, you have Lene Oxley uh, here in the final round. I mean, a lot of people here, even in the Insta chat, saying that this, even just you two, has really given a lot more credibility to the show and, and getting the top tier talent to move on into this final round. You know, Lene, let me ask you and be honest. You know, when you potentially could go up against a Dave and a Rod in a finals situation, is it, this is such a shitty question because I'm asking you like this, like you don't know what's going to happen until Sunday. Uh, is it? Hey, Rod. You know or, what? I, I can't. I can't ask that question. God damn it! Because it doesn't make any let sense me, anymore. Now. Let me answer it in this way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Greg, last year's finale 
I mean, you had Melissa, you had Trig, you had uh, these guys in there. They're just as highly qualified and and yep. can get in there at any time. So I say, I think I say to the folks that are saying, "Well, this is leading up to be a great finale." It is leading up to be a great finale, but it's not the first time great cooks have been in it. They've been in it in the past. Okay, so I do agree that. It looks like it could be a great finale, and I do believe that the filming will show that. But last year's was just as good. They had just as good of high-profile names in there. So look at last year's. Just go look at that. Let me ask you this question because I didn't get to ask you my last question because I thought about it in advance before I finished. Do you think, uh, given the competitors that have been on the show and the non-competitors or the restaurant people, do you think the competitors have maybe uh, an, a leg up that they don't even know about? Because the people that they're turning into are competitors themselves. Tuffy Stone, uh, Team of the Year. Myron Mixon's won everything under the sun in various sanctioning bodies. Melissa Cookston, uh, I don't think anybody's won more uh, members of May than she has over the last uh, five, ten years or whatever. But they're all competitors. Uh, so you guys are cooking... Right the way you know from competition, do you think that you and the, the likes of Dave and some of these other competitors have a uh, unbeknownst leg up to those restaurant tours because of who you're turning into? I, I think so. I mean, I, personally, I think that, you know, looking at Tuffy and, and Myron and, and Melissa, especially, you know, Melissa, who I completely adore. She's one of my idols. And, you know, I, I want to make her proud. I want to turn in the absolute best. It's, 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 you know, it, it forces me to cook the absolute best product that I can. And, you know, somebody, you know, told me this a little while ago, and that is, you know, you, you, you cook your best in, on that day. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's they're a little harder because they are also competitors. You know, they're, they're, they're going to say some constructive things. They're not going to really, they're not going to throw anybody under, under the bus, but I mean, if you give them crap in a box, they're, they're going to call you on it. I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to make it easy on you. So uh, I think nobody came out to this game. I think in all the shows that I've seen so far uh, to, 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 to give their, their worst effort. I mean, everyone give their, you know, things happen. Uh, fires happen and pits run away with themselves and people sleep or whatever. It's just a contest. But at the same time, I and mean, these guys are, are they're, you know, they're just regular, you know, competitors, I think. And anyone's capable of winning at any given Sunday. But um, but I know on a personal level, I wanted to do them proud. I wanted to pull out, pull out all the stops without overthinking anything, of course, and just put out my best product. And, you know, there's a lot of people I look up to. I mean, I'm not trying to suck up. I mean, you know, I look up to Dave. I look up to, to Myron. I look up to Rod. I look up to a lot of people um, and to Melissa. And because I'd love to be in their shoes at some point in time. I'm largely very unknown in the barbecue community. I don't get out and travel uh, like everyone else does. It's just, just situational, but, um, but also, you know, uh, coming from Portland, it's really nice to put Portland and the Northwest on the map and say, Hey, you know what? We can barbecue out here. Uh, Dave. So it, uh, it, 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 so it makes me, it makes me want to get better. Dave, uh, go ahead and answer that question, and we'll, uh, we'll cut you loose here. I promise uh, that I won't keep you over any longer than that. Um, do you think that the competitors in this uh, season have a leg up, um, maybe unknowingly because of who they're turning into, and they're used to this way that you guys are preparing y- your food weekend uh, or during uh, during this competition? I think the leg up that we have isn't 
the way that it's being judged. I think the leg up is is that the way we prepare our food and expect it to be judged. Uh, most restaurants, if you really look at it, they cook their food and they either hold it or they serve it. And when they serve it, it's going to a table and being ate within three to five minutes. It's yeah. getting started to get chewed on. Um, as a competitor, we know and understand that our food needs to taste good 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later, and an hour later. <coughs> so, excuse me. So there's ways that you can do this to make your food different. You are, are tastier, um, more predominant on certain levels of the flavor. And that's something that I don't think that a lot of restaurateurs expect out of their food because they're used to serving just good food. And good food is good food, but not great food. And that's the difference is that they don't understand the judging process and the time that it takes. Dave Bosca is the pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue, moving on to the finals of Barbecue Pitmaster's TV show on Destination America. Also moving along with Dave is the pitmaster of Sugar's Barbecue, Lene Oxley. Uh, gang, apologize for the technical uh, difficulty in the uh, the front of the show here, uh, but I appreciate you sticking with me. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, and uh, we'll see how this all turns out here over the next couple weeks. Sounds like a plan. Thanks so much, Greg. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Dave. There they are. Dave Bosca and Lene Oxley, Butcher's Barbecue and Sugar's Barbecue, respectively. Uh, We are late. I apologize to David Marks. Dave, I'm going to get you your time, buddy. I promise. Lots of of good uh, talk there about the Pitmaster show. And, of course, my John Dawson telling me I need to try Google Hangouts. Maybe that'll work better. Hey, I'm not opposed to change. I like change. Change is good. Change inspires people. All right, quick, uh, quickly before we get to David Marks, uh, Operation Barbecue Relief and their great class that they're going to have going on at the American Royal this coming year. Uh, R&O Smokers, a custom pit builder combining innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to R&O Smokers since the beginning. R&O Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning, both on the design level and the quality of their craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. If you've been looking for a custom barbecue pit without the hefty price tag of a lot of those other ones and the long wait time of some of those other manufacturers on the market, Make this your first choice to check out. Take it from me. Mention you heard about R&O Smokers on the Barbecue Central show and receive an additional discount off the already low price. For more information, follow the link to their Facebook page, which can be found on the Barbecue Central show website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Click on the logo at the bottom right or visit the sponsors page or visit the links page. All of those avenues will get you to their Facebook page or you can email Billy Overton. Or Tony Belay, he's been on this show. He won Grand Champion last uh, this past weekend, uh, respectively. At Billy B I L L I E underscore R O Smokers at yahoo.com or Tony's email address T O N Y Tony underscore R O Smokers at yahoo.com. And don't forget, check out their Facebook page when you click over there. Do it regularly. They have uh, Facebook drawings weekly for giveaways from their barbecue partners as well. Maybe sauce, maybe rub, maybe some pellets, whatever the case may be. 
again, you can get there by visiting my website, then clicking on the logo, or visiting the sponsors page of my website, or the links page on my website. That'll take you directly to their Facebook page, and uh, you will be off and running from there. Uh, we're back to give away a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q Juice right after this, and then David Marks after that. Stick around, I'll be right back. Show where we get stuff away. Yeah. It's free and you don't have to pay a thing. That's why it's free. Yeah. All right, your chance to win a bottle of Jim Elser's from Sweet Smoke Q, the Sweet Smoke Q juice. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q, sweetsmokeq.com. Send me an email and in the subject line, how about. Uh, Butchers BBQ, Ampersand, Sugars BBQ. Your chance to win a bottle of some of the most succulent injection out there for pork right now, the Sweet Smoke Q juice from Jim Elser and Sweet Smoke Q. Uh, Butcher BBQ, Ampersand, Sugars BBQ. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Ladies and gentlemen, winner of the Sweet Smoke Q Juice, Anthony Hunter. Boom. Tony! All right, let me put you down there. Uh, Tony, I'll be in contact. I'll get your, actually, send me another email with your shipping info. I'll get that over to Jim, and you will be hooked up. All right, my next guest helping me close out the show tonight, a famous Dave's franchisee owner. He is the pitmaster of Wilbur's Revenge competition barbecue team and does the marketing for Operation Barbecue Relief, which is what we'll be talking about most tonight. Let me race over the hotline and welcome first-timer of the show, David Marks. David, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. What's going on, Greg? I'm just uh, running over time as usual, but you know nothing new here on this show with technical difficulties abound. Appreciate you making time for. The, where's your uh, Where's your camera at, man? Uh, that is a good call. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I there can see go. you, but you know everybody else wants to see you, and I. I, well, I I'm I'll, with you, but I had to find my pad of paper and pen just in case. There you go. Here you go. This. Oh, uh, am I going to have to do this again for? Oh. Uh, you know, every time this freaking software uh, up updates, it's always got you know some type of a crazy little loony tune. There he is. There's uh, David Marks there from uh, Wilbur's Revenge. Handsome lad, you are, buddy. Oh, hey now, I think you I look like a uh, state puff version of you. Oh, hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so here we go. Um, before I guess we get into what Operation Barbecue Relief is doing, uh, maybe a little just a you know a little bit of background about yourself and how you kind of got into this barbecue deal. Sure, it's a good question. I've I'm a been in the restaurant business my whole life. My father was actually in the restaurant business. Um, did Burger Kings when I was a kid. My grandmother wanted me to be a doctor. But uh, I ended up in the restaurant business, uh, worked in some casual dining uh, chains throughout the years and uh, had opportunity to open up Famous Dave's when Famous Dave's was a small, small chain, like 30 restaurants and uh, got into the barbecue business, uh, opened up some restaurants in the Philadelphia area, 
had an awesome time doing it, but I started getting frustrated with these guys who would come in and tell me how great their ribs were and how they were better than mine. And uh, eventually uh, said, you know, I'm cooking 5,000 ribs a week. You're cooking five racks of ribs to turn in six bones. <laughs> I'm going to come into this thing and see how I can do as well. So I uh, started my little Wilbur's Revenge team, uh, ha- had a lot of fun uh, learning falling over myself, making stupid mistakes, uh, you know, catching up, uh, reading up on different blogs like Meathead and learning how to cook ribs. And and uh, quickly, uh, after a lot of mistakes and learning from a lot of amazing guys, um, got into this game and I'm having a lot of fun with it, having a lot of fun with it. From the amount of ribs that you were cooking at the Famous Dave's franchise to what you were tasting out there, I mean, was it a huge learning curve for you or, I mean, were you at least on the right track? Um, no, it was a huge learning curve. Uh, and I'll never forget my first contest, uh, pork in a park, uh, Salisbury, Maryland, a uh, large contest. Yeah. Uh, I actually made uh, barbecue sauce from scratch at the contest. And, uh, my first comment card was ribs and sauce taste like hot ketchup. <laughs> now I put a lot of effort in for hot ketchup, you know what I'm saying? Uh, boiling raisins, making juice. I mean, it was crazy. So, uh, no, there was a pretty big learning curve. Um, I did hit on chicken in my first contest. And from that point I was just hooked. So are you still doing the, the famous Dave's thing too then? Um, I do. I have six famous Dave's restaurants, uh, six, three in the Philadelphia restaurant, three in the Philadelphia area, one in Cherry, New Jersey and two in Delaware. So yes, I do it every day. Uh, I was cooking ribs and chicken with some folks today and doing some counseling, coaching and training. So what's the general consensus of your six famous Dave's? Do people really like it? Uh, are these a lot of people that have no idea what, you know, a good barbecue would be if it smacked them in the face? Uh, I mean, you're around these general consuming people that, we all kind of snob our noses at. What do you think about it? So, you know, not to quote Meathead, but he makes a good point. Good food is good food. Um, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, when we do things right, our food is great. Um, when you get ribs right out of the smoker, finished off on the grill, we caramelize our sauce on the grill and do a little bit different than you might do in a contest. Um, you know, our food is amazing. When you get fresh chicken, delivered three times a week and it comes right out of the oven and hits your plate, you have a, you have great food. Um, when people don't follow the recipe, when people don't do what they're supposed to do um, and they deliver something that is subpar to what we're supposed to do, you you don't have great food. And, and consumers know the difference between great food and good food. And, um, you know, every day I fight hard to make sure we do our best to, to be famous at Famous Days. Sometimes we miss the, the, the hit, but uh, that, that is the goal, and that's what we try and do every day. They know. All right, David Marks joining us here on the show. Uh, we're talking about Operation – well, we're talking about Famous Dave's and his uh, multiple franchises right now, but Operation Barbecue Relief is the main point tonight. Uh, the website, by the way, OperationBBQRelief.org, if you want to check that out here while we're talking. Uh, Operation Barbecue, how long have you been with them, David? So uh, really great question. Uh, uh, I've been with them a little less than a year. Um, last year I was fortunate enough through the competition side of things to make it to the Sam's club finals, uh, standing underneath a pavilion in a torrential downpour. Uh, I got the opportunity to meet Stan Hayes and, um, literally he was like, how come you're not involved in operation barbecue leaf? What are you doing? You guys got to be involved in this. And 
I had no idea even what barbecue Operation Barbecue Relief was at the time. Um, and to be honest, I was there to do my best to win a contest. Um, but you know, really enjoyed the conversation with Stan underneath this uh, pavilion in the pouring down rain. And uh, after we finished up the contest and everybody headed home, Hurricane Sandy happened a couple weeks later. And uh, I called up Stan. Uh, I live 45 minutes from the shore. Uh, I called up Stan after my re- I checked my restaurants. I didn't have any damage from Hurricane Sandy. I said, I, I got to go help these guys. And I went out there and I just took my truck. I towed my Southern Pride on a trailer and went out there and spent uh, five, six days with uh, Rob Marion, um, Mike Bovaset, uh, Steve Rab, just all these great guys. Uh, I, I could go down this list of name of great names of great people that were out there just donating their time. Rich Decker, uh, Mark Gibbs. We just went out there and we, we fed people, and uh, we fed 125,000 wow. meals at Hurricane Sandy. Wow. And uh, I didn't know how it was going to affect me, but. You know, it, it was great to give back to the community and the world and people when you know you can help and you have the the wherewithal to help. And and these people just need it. And it didn't matter if they rolled up in a brand new Mercedes Benz or an old beat up Hyundai. People needed help. And it was it was awesome to help. And it was awesome to see our barbecue community get together and do that. And I've been hooked ever since. And, and I'm fortunate that Operation Barbecue Relief has given me the opportunity to uh, give back to to the world. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the special class that you guys are going to be doing. It's going to be at the American Royal this year. Obviously, I imagine this is some type of a fundraiser, but you know, as I was looking at the the thing that you had sent me, a lot to be gleaned from this as well and with some of the top uh, people in the industry given this class. There's no doubt about that. You know, Greg, when Stan and I first started talking about this, it was it started just so Simple. I was going to help teach a class. Maybe we'd have a few people there around the Royal since Stan and I and OBR is based in in Kansas City. We'll all be there. Um, What a great opportunity. Um, As we started going through this uh, and talking to different people about it, so many of these great cookers and and pitmasters said that they'd be more than happy to be involved. Um, Started off with Mark Lambert, who had just won Memphis in May. Um, you know, he, he said he'd love to get involved, uh, quickly behind that. We've got, uh, Brad Orson and Alan Smith, uh, jumped in and, uh, John Wheeler kind of came behind. It was like, well, you know, I'll be happy to kind of stand in or stand behind or do whatever you guys need. And I was like, there is no reason for me to be teaching, uh, you know, a, a class, uh, when, when there's a guy like, like John Wheeler standing there willing to do it. So we've put this amazing class together, um, with these people's kind heart. Uh, and not only that, do we have these great pit masters coming in, but we have people like Danielle, Diva Q, Damaski, David uh, from Butchers is going to come in and teach. Uh, Famous Dave's is going to come teach kind of real specialty stuff um, about what they're experts at. So this class is just blown up uh, and, and it's been really organic and how it's happened. And I'm so excited to uh, just be a part of this. And yes, it is going to be a fundraiser for uh, Operation Barbecue Relief. Um, you know, talk about uh, 
having need and, and, and sharing with uh, the world. And, and we got to fundraise and we got to get out there and, and uh, teach, you know, give something back to besides just asking for, for money for these disasters. And this is a great opportunity. People are going to learn not only how to cook whole hogs, but they're going to learn how, how to, how to prep them, how to dress them. You're going to learn how to uh, prepare them from a standpoint uh you're also going to learn how how to, how to make money doing this. You're going to learn, you know, how, how to make money and, and and make a profit doing whole hogs. And uh, it, it's just it's an amazing class that we've put together. And really, just so lucky and so uh, f- overwhelmed by how how many people have come out and just offered to do anything and everything as part of this class is going to be incredible. Yeah, it's called Hog with a Heart. It's going to be October third and fourth at the American Royal. Uh, as uh, David had mentioned, Brad Orson from The Shed, John Wheeler from Natural Born Grillers, Alan Smith from Boar's Night Out, Mark Lambert from Sweet Swino Mine, uh, and they're going to be doing a prep presentation and profit. Uh, as far as, like, cost and, you know, how the, the class is going to lay out uh, over the course of uh, the time there, what are we looking at? So uh, the class is $1,500. Um, if you are a KCBS member, um, if you're a member of NEBS, if you're a member of uh, NBBQ, a, the National Barbecue Association, if you're a member of any of these other uh barbecue associations uh we actually have a special for all of those barbecue associations and it's 999 dollars uh i think it's a great uh a great value in what you're going to learn uh two days at the uh, royal uh there's a huge party on friday night if uh, you're not cooking uh, the invitational and you want to head out on the dark side there's going to be one hell of a party over there so uh Great, great opportunity to experience uh, the Royal from uh, behind the scenes. David Marks joining us here on the show. Uh, he's involved with the marketing side of things for Operation Barbecue Relief. Operation BBQ Relief dot org is the website. Uh, other sponsors uh, or people that are helping out with this that you'd like to name out here while we've got some time left, David? Absolutely. You know, uh, Original Wands, who's a co-packer, and Ultimate Tailgating have been uh, uh, naming sponsors in this uh, uh, event. Uh, and actually that party on Friday night is their party, and uh, they're donating all the proceeds from their party to Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, really going to be a great event. Uh, and uh, A, uh, I'm kind of glad I'm uh, cooking because, man, I, you could have one heck of a hangover from that party when it's all done and said. Uh, Friday. Hell of a Friday night at the Royal. Absolutely. Uh, and again, if you're a member of uh, some of these very sanctioning bodies, uh, which I imagine there might be a list or, or maybe you just have to provide, you know, that the fact that you are a member of these people, you're going to be saving almost $500 off the original ticket price. Uh, and again, you're going to be learning uh, prep and presentation and obviously profit. You know, I, I think uh, you're a businessman, uh, David. I mean, there, I, for as much good as the barbecue community does, I think sometimes the business side of things might get overlooked. Uh, so if this is something you're going to look into, look, I mean, I, I do this show. I love it. I, I do have some sponsors, so I'm able to make a profit, which is great for me. Um, you should never look to not make a profit if it's something that you love and something that people are willing to pay you for. Always good to give back without a doubt. But if you can make some money at it, I mean, don't be afraid to take some money now. There's no doubt. We're definitely looking to make some money. We're definitely looking to make a profit. Uh, and I don't care if it's for Operation Barbecue Relief to make money for, for disasters, if it's for Famous Dave's to be there for the next person who's dying for a great rack of ribs or some burn ends, or if it's uh, for you starting your own business. I mean, you got, 
if you're not making money, you ain't making money. Profit. <laughs> it's business, not a business. You have a hobby, right? You know, so uh, you know we all deserve to be paid for for uh, for what we do. And when you're when you're putting together a whole hog, and I don't know, Greg, if you ever cooked a whole hog, uh, Never. it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but when you put all that time and love into that whole hog, you know, the whole hog itself doesn't cost that much money when you go price out a hog from a raw state. But when you put all that time, effort, energy and love into it, that's that's your profit. That's where you make money. And, and that's where you get to, to uh, take all that money back out after making a great experience for somebody else. Uh, David, where is Wilbur's Revenge barbecue team going to be competing next? Well, uh, you know, I, I am so happy that you asked that question. I actually uh, have the opportunity to cook uh, at the local Sam's Club in Laurel, Maryland uh, on Friday and Saturday and would love to have some karma heading my way. I think we all know you show up here. There's a very good chance you're going to be walking away with a grand champion. I mean, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. But uh, look, it's, it's one of those things where winning grand would be great, but probably getting in the top six is just as good to move on to the next round, right? Uh, I, I would be happy to be six uh, at the local. I'd happy to be 10 at the uh, regionals. And I'd have to be uh, the last person to have my name called at the finals. Absolutely. That. Everybody would love it to have uh, have it go that way. Uh, David Marks joining me here on the show, uh, involved with the marketing aspect of Operation Barbecue Relief. Again, the website, OperationBBQRelief.org. And uh, this is going to be the fundraiser you're going to be doing at the American Royal October 3rd and 4th. Hog with a heart, uh, with huge names in the industry, learning how to do whole hog uh, prep presentation and profit, 1500 bucks straight out. Or if you have membership with a number of these sanctioning bodies for barbecue, uh, you're going to be saving almost $500 off that ticket. David, appreciate the time. Good luck in uh, oh, Sam's thank Club. Thank you very much, Greg. I mean, we both know you're not going to need it, but I'll be tracking your results uh, come uh, Saturday night. And uh, we'll look for you again soon. Thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. Thanks a lot. Sir. You got Thanks it. So much. There he is. David Marks. And you can find him, Operation Barbecue Relief, and on the competition trail under Wilbur's Revenge. Great stuff there. Um, I'm going to get in contact with him uh, and see if he, he had mentioned something about putting together like a, a fundraiser thing or, you know, like a raffle. Um, so I'm going to try and put that together over the next week to get it solid. And maybe we can do like 25 or 50 bucks a ticket, and then uh, we'll pick a winner randomly so everybody sees it and then you know if you live in the kansas city area that's great you can go you live right there um if you don't you have a ticket to get into the class you're gonna have to get your way there though. Uh, but we'll figure out something else soon promise and we'll do it next week uh, all right gang let me talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru the uh, makers of automatic temperature control devices number of different models to choose from right now the uh, cyber q wi-fi the CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX2, the newest unit, the PartyQ at 129 for most cookers. The PartyQ, the easiest point of entry in the pit temperature control device realm. Uh, it's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries and goes from cooker to cooker to cooker. Uh, add $10 for the ceramic style cookers uh, for that additional flange. In the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit and in the backyards all over the country for years now. It's fully insulated, holds a lot of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, obviously works seamlessly with the Barbecue Guru temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the Barbecue Guru, thebbqguru.com, and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800 288 
G-U-R-U. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. We are late. I got to do rapid get out right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, we are back. I would give you a number to call in and uh, give me a reaction to what just happened, but unfortunately, uh, we just don't have the time to do it, so we're going to get out. Uh, all the way back in the first hour, making a seismic and gargantuan recovery from uh, quadruple bypass surgery. Meathead. Amazingribs.com. Second hour, technical difficulty. Then we got over that. Then we had Butcher Barbecues, Dave Boscon. We had Sugar's Barbecue, Lene Oxley on both of them moving to the final round of Barbecue Pitmasters TV show, which airs on Destination America at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings. We have one more semifinal round, and then we will have our final three set for this season's finale. Looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, helping me close out the show tonight, David Marks, Operation Barbecue Relief, October 3rd and 4th, Hog with a Heart. We'll get that uh, raffle going. A winner to potentially win uh, for maybe fifty bucks a fifteen hundred dollar prize. Uh, you'll have to make your show. Uh, you have to make your way out there, but that's fine. Uh, if you use raw cast iron, season it each and every time. Hit it with a grill brush as it starts to cool down. Little pan, little Crisco, let it bake back in. Generations of rust free service. Trust me on this. September eleventh, two thousand and one. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host, the proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.